Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today I am joined by Yuval DeKal. Hi Yuval, how are you? Hey, how's it going? This is the owner of the one and only Riverdale's Treasure, Liebman's Delicatessen. How are you? Well, thanks for that intro. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. So um, in 1953, when Joe Liebman opened his deli on Johnson Avenue, there were more than 100 Jewish delis in the Bronx. Undaunted by the competition, Joe believed that if he consistently served his customers truly outstanding quality food with really great friendly service he could succeed in 1980 joseph decal acquired lehman's and while he renovated the restaurant he did not alter the recipes decal an israeli immigrant who didn't know much about delis or food was determined to respect the institution he took pains to preserve the old recipes in fact, he had the foresight to have the old-timers in the kitchen train a young man to prepare and cook Liebman's offerings, just as they had since the store had opened. That young man now, in his 60s, Marcelo, our head chef, has in turn continued to train newer members of our kitchen staff. When Mr. DeKell died in 2002, his son Yuval took over. It was an unexpected pivot for the then 24-year-old who made a living as an artisan baker by day and as a drummer in a heavy metal band named Irate by night but one that he embraced. In a nod to his former life, he utilizes his baking experience, baking fresh challah breads every Friday. Plus, he regales patrons with the dulcet sound of Iron Maiden, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, as well as 40s and 50s classics as they bite into their pastrami sandwiches and slurp their matzo ball soup. Liebman's Deli has been since featured on Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown on CNN, as well as in the New York Times and New York Magazine. Eater named Liebman's the number one stellar Jewish deli around New York City, the number one essential restaurant in New York City, and as one of the superior hot dogs of New York City. Good wow. morning. That's a lot of stuff. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, sparked up a little bit of an appetite now, <laughs> reading all that. And I'll tell you what, some of that is so accurate that uh, um, it, it's almost like uh, the example, I mean, what's written in there is true beyond even what the facts state, which is Marcelo, the chef, isn't even there anymore. Unfortunately, he had a little bit of an incident and a health incident, and he's sort of semi-retired. Right. And the young person that he trained is now our head chef. And what's so, his name? Uh, his, his name is Antonio. Okay. And he's been there quite some time, uh, just like it states in our uh, in the intro there. Um, uh, he's taken over. You know, the recipes got passed on, and he's doing a great job. So, Well, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, if you live in Riverdale or the Bronx, you definitely know what Liebman's is, where Liebman's is the food. I mean, for me, it's the best pastrami. I like it more than Katz's. I like it more than Epstein's. All of these places, I always come home to Liebman's. It's just comfort in like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just getting, I'm like salivating here. So you have an amazing product. There's no argument there. Um, so let's get into a little, let's, let's start scratching the surface here of Liebman's. So your father, 
Um, you were born in Israel. Yeah, I was born in Haifa in Israel. I got to New York uh, at the tender age of one. At one, okay. Yep, uh, we, we lived in Queens for a bit. Um, I think a little time had passed and then my father was looking to purchase a business and he hooked up with a business broker who who essentially sold him and his partner at the time, who actually owned Mothers, okay. uh, Liebman's Deli. And I guess little did he know he what he was really getting himself into, but, um, and it was a different time then. There were delis throughout the city and even a bunch left in the Bronx. So it wasn't particularly, it wasn't like, let's say, buying it now, where it's, you know, become an institution. Right. And there's so few left, or none left, rather. It was just Bronx. like, let's buy a deli. Yeah, and let's see buy that. a business. Let's, um, let's just uh, see how it goes. And, um... So that's how our, you know, entrance into the deli business began. Yep. So you grew up, you grew up in this business. Oh yeah, I was two years old. There's uh, pictures of me as a little kid in there. So you're doing um, homework in the booth and like. Yeah, I mean, we you know I'd, I'd def- we'd live around the corner at one point in our our lives, um, and I would come visit my dad, grab a hot dog. I would uh, run around the, the basement. There used to be a, a cat down there. You know, back when you know cats in, re- in restaurants. And <laughs> there's no cat now. Yeah, there's no cats now. <laughs> But, um, what was the cat's name? Uh, I don't remember the cat's Aww. name. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, that's that's a good one. Um, yeah, you know, there was there were things there that made it fun being a young kid, and um, yeah, it's definitely very special to me. So then you were in a band, right? Growing up. That's your yeah. passion, music. Yeah, uh, you know, growing up in the Bronx and. Um, uh, music was definitely a big part of my life. It became more serious in my, you know, mid-teens, I'd say. I picked up uh, guitar playing, and then, but I always knew I wanted to play the drums, so I ended up uh, finally getting a drum set around the age 16, and really never looked back after that. We, I was in a couple of bands, but then the, the band that really kind of, you know, became our, our thing it was... Uh, was uh, the band called Irate. And so we did that for 10 years. We were founded here in Riverdale in the Bronx. Super and, cool. Yeah, we played all the cool New York City clubs that don't exist anymore. You know, CBGB's, Wetlands, Lemoore's, uh, Castle Heights in Queens was our like home, you know, our home away from home there, uh, even though we're from the Bronx. Um, Where'd you go to high school? So a combination of places, uh, Dwight School for 9th and 10th, mm-hmm. which is in the city, is a private school in the city. Uh, acronym is actually pretty funny. What is it? Uh, dumb white idiots getting high together, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of accurate. It's, it's kind of an interesting school. Um, uh, I probably won't make it on the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> everything's, everything's kosher here. So, um, and then, Dw- and then uh, Kennedy. So oh, you went to Kennedy. Quite a huge difference. Right, that's right. That's kind of like been my life, actually. Just these huge sways of different experiences, uh, which I honestly say is like the most New York thing, really. You it know? is. I mean, that, and that's what makes us us because we're so exposed to different totally. situations. And I mean, from a, like a ritzy private school in Manhattan to public school in the Bronx. I mean, right. <laughs> it doesn't get any different than that. Right. 
Yeah. So I, I, I treasure my experiences. So you were in this band I raid for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then at 24, your father passed away, correct? Yeah, I was still when in the band. When you were 24. Yeah, I was 24. Uh, I was still in the band. I did uh, the band and ran Liebman simultaneously for, for five years. Okay. So once again, living kind of like this double existence where I would play these crazy New York hardcore metal shows at night and then, you know, sell knishes the next morning to little old ladies complaining about pastrami being uh, too fatty or too lean. (laughs) Wait, people never complain. What are you talking about? Sorry, I I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) Um, So your father always wanted you to take over this business? No, I don't think... I mean, maybe deep down inside, he felt like... Uh, one of us are going to. I always, when I say one of us, my brother and I. Um, but he never. We never outward, outwardly spoke about it. Um, or maybe he believed none of us could. Uh, I don't know. Um, he kind of died abruptly, um, and uh, it wasn't really part of anyone's plan to have things work out the way they did. You know, it's just uh, it just all happened. But I had, you know, I had been, I'd been baking bread for a bunch of years prior to his death, prior to owning Liebman's. I didn't have much business experience aside from maybe the band, you know, booking tours and, you know, doing that sort of thing. Um, but I definitely had a lot of food experience, mm-hmm. uh, not only my own experience, but a lot of my close friends are you know, in the food industry. They're chefs, they're cooks. And um, so and I always appreciated, you know, food, uh, not only to eat it, but also to, to cook food. Um, definitely an avid watcher of the early Food Network uh, days, okay. you know, with become a little comical these days, the Food Network. I mean, I still respect it, but um, the earlier days, it wasn't uh, as, 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 you know, Disneyland-ish. Right now, it's like, yeah. Yeah, now there's a lot of, like, game shows and, you know, contrived, uh, you know, restaurant scenarios. Yeah, but it's entertaining, I guess. So, and you always have maintained, and you still maintain to this day, a very close connection to the Bronx. You're very proud to be from the Bronx, correct? Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, I've been everywhere in the Bronx. I have friends from all over the Bronx, all sorts of nationalities, um, ethnicities. I, you know, I went to PS24 as a young child, and then I ended up Rep, rep, represent! Yeah, there you go. And then I ended up in uh, Jewish school for a while, so once again, a little bit of everything. Um, right. The band irate was always, you know, proud to be from the Bronx. Uh, we, we, you know, we came up in a, in a music scene that every band kind of like stated where they're from, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, this is our brand of whatever music, you know, hardcore music." And we were like, "Yeah, we're from the Bronx." Um, you know, the food here. The, just the vibe. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of pride here. And obviously, Liebman's being here um, means a lot to me. Yeah. So, your father had two sons. Yep. You and your brother. Mm-hmm. But his favorite child was Liebman's. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it seemed that way. <laughs> kidding. He never was home. He, he was really passionate about this. Like, this was his life. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Look, anyone who's in the restaurant business knows that uh, if you're not dedicated to it, right. you're not going to succeed. It, it, it's not 
it's not for everyone. Uh, you're going to do a lot of long hours. You're going to work weekends. You're going to you're going to be busier on holidays than on normal days. Everything's right. a sacrifice. A sa- and, that's a good word for owning a business. Yeah, sacrifice. Yeah. And but the thing is, with time and with uh, success, I guess, because mm-hmm. uh, that helps. Um, you don't mind it as much. It becomes your lifestyle. Right. You right. Know? So. No, there's a lot of sacrifice, and they say when you when you get a business, you marry it. That's true. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> like, certainly. I, it seems like everything I do, I marry. Whether it was the band, um, the work, Liebman's, my wife. <laughs> um, you know, Shout out, my kids! I've married Hello, them it Mrs. all. Like I do it. I either do it all the way or nothing at all. How many children do you have? I have two. Two. Yeah, two kids. Boy and girl. Yeah, one of each. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. And like, how, is it hard finding a balance, like work-life balance sometimes? Yes, certainly. You know, we don't have a traditional like, oh, dinner's at 7 p.m. type of thing at home. But, the you know, and the reason why it works is because my wife, you know, we met at Liebman's. Really? Uh, yeah, she worked for my dad. And so, oh, wow. and she's been working her tail off since... You know, fourteen years oh God, old. I love that. Yeah. So and you know, waiting tables, working at clubs. She she comes from that blue collar right. world. Uh, she she's since become quite educated. Uh, she has an accounting degree, a master's degree. So and but she still helps, and uh, she's a big part of the of the restaurant. But the reason why we succeed is because we, you know she understands that. I mean, I think there's some relationships where one person you know is not in the food industry or right. Doesn't do those because we're a little bit like the circus people, right? Yeah, I mean it's insane. It's <laughs> truly insane. Right, it really is. Well, that's awesome. That's so cool. I didn't know you met your wife. That's yeah. such a cool story. So that yeah. place is really like your the essence oh, of your life. I mean, we're not even the only ones who've met there and been married. There's you know, there's marriages, deaths, um, childbirths. You know, I've had a friend of mine recently um, bring his child to his first restaurant ever. Uh-huh. Uh, young baby, uh, and it was Liebman's. And so, you know, I'm like, dude, you brought your kid to the, his first ever restaurant, and it was here. I'm like, I made a social media post about it. That's so cool. So, so if I ever get pregnant and my water breaks, I'm just gonna come to Liebman's, <laughs> <laughs> give birth, and just have the pastrami right after. It's a one-stop <laughs> shop for everything. There you go. <laughs> you should do like a singles night. That'd be cute. Hey, we're down. Yeah, so I love it. Um, you have such a good energy and such a good vibe, and I have to say, like, of all the people that I've met in Riverdale, um, you're, like, one of my favorite people. You're just so, like, down-to-earth and humble. And Well, thanks. You know, that's that's awesome. You are, too. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm just you laughing this whole you said, it, you said it before. <laughs> you know, it's a Jewish deli, uh-huh. and it's associated with, like, a little bit of an older crowd. I thought when I met like the yeah. owner of Liebman's, it was maybe like, like be a little... like some like old dude who's like, <laughs> you know, really religious and quiet and reserved. And right. It's like it's the opposite. I mean, I'm. And you're like hi, like you know, like uh, there's like Metallica playing, and you're well, like, you know, it's funny. I, I try to do that. It doesn't yeah. always work out so well. <laughs> we ended up doing the '50s music most of the time. Yeah. We- I just think the whole thing is like when you step in there, like it's really nice that you haven't changed it that much because when yeah. you step in there, it's just the whole. I yeah, think that's why that it's so is, successful too. You yeah, know? some of that is cool because it hasn't changed, and some of it is a nightmare. Well, when you're listening to like the same music over and over again. <laughs> oh well, not even that. Yeah, that plus <laughs> like just the store. Look, it's a 70 year old store. Right. And while a lot of it has been renovated over the years, there's some stuff. 
you know, that's original. Like our walk-in box downstairs. Wow. Um, our walk-in box in the kitchen. And it's still ticking. Um, the tile in the kitchen, you know. <laughs> it, it, there's so many things that need so much maintenance or just, right. just like elbow grease to keep going and it's really challenging. It's frustrating at times. We just did a brand new HVAC system. Uh, we're constantly replacing things and upgrading, you know, without like things like, like behind the scenes stuff. Right. Um, but eventually, yeah, we'll have to do a full renovation just because, you know, the booths need, they need some work. Yeah. work. The, you know, uh, the tables are wiggling. and Right, right. <laughs> just all that. We have new bathrooms. Those are nice. We get compliments about that all the time. Which, well, so I always love a good bathroom in a restaurant. I, I know. That's what everyone judges a restaurant <laughs> yeah, by. It's kind of odd, but uh, I guess it's a good measuring uh, tool. So I want to talk a little about, like, we all know your pastrami. I mean, you've had the same vendor now for years or you changed it up? Because that meat is like... Well, so pastrami, we actually make. You make yeah, it there. Yeah, we make. We we, we, t- we do a little bit of both. Look, if I had a big place somewhere, like a warehouse, I would in- make our own uh, entirely. Right. And not use any bought product. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really few, you know, vendors out there who distribute real deal pastrami. You right. Know? Um, you know, it's an interesting thing because de- delis, you know, were never known to be artisanal businesses. Okay, they weren't never known to be like, oh, we make this in house and that. And there's been a bit of a hipster movement, let's say, in Brooklyn, where everyone wants, you know, it's local, it's organic, it's made in grass fed, farm yeah. to table. But, and I always actually was jealous of that because uh-huh. I was like, hey, you know, why don't we do that more? But then I realized delis were never about that. What delis were was they were outposts for these kosher meat um, uh, provisionary factories like that, uh, that existed throughout the city. There are none left. Literally, the last one was in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and he closed his doors a few years ago. Um, so there were all these, these, these meat plants Left and delis had a choice from, from whom to buy salamis, corned beef, pastrami, all these items from. And yeah, you know, Liebman's would have such and such pastrami, Epstein's on Jerome would have. Oh, there's Epstein's pastrami. on Jerome? Uh, I believe, um, maybe I'm wrong, Schweller's, then maybe it was Schweller's. There were, were a bunch. There was I mean, one on 231st? Yeah, Lozier's, for instance. Everyone had their choice of who they wanted to buy their product from. And essentially, they were the retail outlets for these meat plants. Well, those, those days are gone. So nowadays, it's really Hebrew National is the only one left. Okay. Um, and to not make it too complicated, there's definitely the rise of like glot kosher products, but I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> so what, what the result of that has been that I took it upon myself to become more artisanal. Um, it was never like the point of a deli, but so yeah, I wanted to make my own pastrami. I wanted to cure our own corned beef. Um, there's a lot of things we do in house, and it's very challenging. But but that's kind of probably why we have succeeded even more lately. I mean, there's been so much awesome feedback on social media and and just media itself um, about 
you know, the job we're doing and it's, it's really gratifying to know that people are appreciating. What no, we do. seriously. Like yeah. the, you know, you do that hot dog special for August. Mm-hmm. We were in there all the time, right, Angie? Getting the hot dogs every Friday. We're like, we yeah. love it. It's just, you know, when you go there, you're getting consistency and you're getting good quality. Like, you know, you just know. Yeah. I mean, it's never I, off. Like, it's I just nev- never. Thank you. I never, uh, I don't like playing around with like what and it's very evident when you go and you, you know, eat that it's just get. yeah i think half the time half the pleasure of going to a restaurant or any food establishment is the you know the idea that you know what you're about to get right right that's but some the places pleasure. there's no consistency right, what's the best part of a vacation the lead up to it right it's true the vacation's great but then it's over right it's right? the lead up yeah. but it's the lead up it's knowing oh I'm going away it's going to be so awesome you're excited that's the beauty so with food it's like oh I'm going to go to such and such place it's going to be great last time we were there it was awesome and we're going to have it again yeah it's going to be great and then when you go and it isn't the same how disappointing is that and I think what Liebman's no matter <laughs> when you go what time you go it's always the same so even if it's a different person making it the consistency is the key and you guys have it thank you well part of that is that look we are yeah you know the term seasonal cuisine yeah we're the opposite of that you're like an everyday yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's august or january listen i've had those days where i'm like i need to eat a pastrami sandwich from liebman's or i might like murder somebody so let me go eat lunch totally and it makes me any weather we have matzo ball soup we have hot sandwiches and you know all the all the jewish Soul food. What yeah. Jewish soul food? That's a good yeah. way to say this. Um, what is your most popular item there besides the pastrami? Probably the matzo ball soup for sure. Yeah, you know, in the winter in particular, we sell a lot. Right. Um, yeah, that. Uh, you know, the frankfurters or knishes. Uh, it seems like every item I name, you know, there's a lot of like popularity involved with it. Our coleslaw, for instance, you know, that's so good. Your Russian that. dressing is to die for. Yeah, we make that ourselves. Yeah. So good. Uh, our pickles, we uh-huh. get that from uh, a vendor in the Bronx. It's the oldest pickle factory in all of New York City. And we're actually the only ones they deliver to directly. And I just found that out like, a cool. couple of years ago. And I was, I was like... I was like honored. I'm like, really? <laughs> Thank they, you, Mr. You know, Pickle. Made, yeah, I know. Those guys are great. Um, just a lot of like little pieces that make this a whole kind of thing. Well, where, I do want to tell you, I was, I'm bartending in Yonkers now. Yeah. A man came in with the Liebman shirt. You know, we get that a lot. Yeah, I, I just, I'm seeing them, yeah. I, I'm forgetting exactly the details, but... Uh, it's a yeah, nice shirt, the colors. like that all the time. Somebody's like, oh, I was in California and this guy walked by. And it's because our, you know, we sell our merch um, online, in the store too. But uh, I, I kind of took like a band approach to our merch. <laughs> um, we actually use like a music uh, merchant like band merchandise uh, website oh, to cool. do our stuff and ironically the site is called Cold Cuts no so it's like that's so, so only you would get that right. <laughs> well so the band I rate has we still sell merchandise we still sell our music and uh, you know so I, I, I it hit me one day I was like why don't I just do the Liebman stuff through them like Dude, what am I doing? And um, so yeah, you could you could get it shipped anywhere in the country. So that might explain why you know people That's super in like cool. California are um, running into others with Liebman shirts on. 
<laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. So what's the website if we want to find out about or buy merch? What is so it? So everything's on our normal site. There's Liebmansdeli.com. Okay. There are links to merchandise. There's links to uh, uh, our nationwide shipping page, which is done oh, through you do Gold ship- Belly. Okay. Yeah. We do, we, we pretty much, look, we, we try to create sales in every which way we can. I mean, one of the reasons why we survived the pandemic was because of our nationwide shipping. Oh, wow. Um, without that, we probably would have been in big trouble. Um, so for the nationwide shipping, you're selling just the meat by the pound? There are different you know, packages on there. Um, okay. There's you know, some a la carte items, like you can just get like a bunch of knishes or you can get uh, our meats, or then there, and then there's like dinner packages and soup packages packages there's all sorts of stuff it's not cheap um you know shipping food uh around the country next day delivery oh wow not cheap and so but if anyone's listening we get a a lot of crap about like the pricing on there i mean a lot of it we're not in control of because it's a third party website a Mm -hmm. company called gold belly uh who we adore and um you know it's just not cheap it's not cheap but you know what like nothing is cheap anymore right i mean like listen your pastrami is like top, it's like quality, top-notch stuff, right? Thanks. How much is a sandwich? Uh, we're at like 20 or 21 right now. Right. Okay. You go to McDonald's and you get a meal. It's like 16 bucks. So yeah. get over it. Like, you know, it, I mean, this yeah. is good stuff here, you know? And that, I mean, it's true. Everything's expensive. But Everything. even more so than that, if you compare us to what you're supposed to compare us to, which is like other kosher delis, we are priced below them. How much um, is a hot dog? A hot dog is actually six right now, but okay. I, I'm I, I'm lowering the price. I'm lowering it to like five. It'll be plus tax. Uh, it'll be five bucks. I've just been getting a lot of crap oh, about the hot but dogs. Six is a steal. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've been to Nathan's and um, I've been to Nathan's in uh, Ridge Hill, right? And it was six or something dollars. Yeah. and that's a non-kosher. You know, no skin on, like no case, so there's no snap to it. Hot dog, or maybe there is. You know, Nathan's pretty good. We need a hot dog with a good old snap. You know, you need that. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Traditional. I like the skinny hot dog. I don't like those big. Well, the knockwurst, the special. Yeah, I like the the. Yeah. Like a medium to a skinny hot dog, but that's just me. No, no, no I hear you. Everyone has their thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, since there's like no, there's no limits here. I do want to bring up Matzagate. Matzo ball, chicken soup gate. Chicken soup gate. So, you, do you know the Riverdale Facebook group? I sure do. Of course. <laughs> We're on there. We're on there. There was a, uh, a post that a person went to Liebman's and got chicken soup, yeah. and there was no chicken in it. Yeah. And you handled that so beautifully. <laughs> Can you please let us know? We've since been handling it. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean... Get the popcorn. This is this is the part we've I been guess, all waiting uh, for. folks were saying, hey, you know, there's no actual meat in the chicken broth soup, the chicken noodle soup, um, which, you know, to be honest with you, is a fair point. I, um, right, it is. I, it did bother me for a long time that there really, that there wasn't any, but... Um, I mean, we we wouldn't be the exclusive restaurant that does that. There's a lot of kosher delis who don't have chicken in the chicken soup. It's not that we don't make it with chicken. We certainly do. Um, But uh, what happened was I said, you know what? Let me just combat this with good old, like, you know, 
a good old response that really no one's going to be able to mess with afterwards. And I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to start putting chicken in the soup. I figured out, you know, how, you know, what we're going to do logistically and all that. Um, and we implemented putting chicken in the chicken soup. And I posted about it and I kind of made fun of the whole thing, you know, because a sense of humility is key to any, you know, solving any absolutely, problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I admitted, hey, you know, maybe... Uh, you know, the, I don't know. I don't remember the post exactly, but I definitely made fun of the whole situation uh, and then introduced the fact that we're now doing it. I didn't raise the price or anything. Uh, and it, and most importantly, I gave no I gave everyone no excuse to hate on it anymore. Right. It was just the most uh, perfect. It was yeah. like years, like a few years ago now. Right. Well, it hasn't been that long. It's, I don't even think it's been a year yet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, you know. It was just so like, hear, beautiful. You want to hear the ironic part? Um, so we put the chicken in the soup by default. And I can't tell you how many people are like, no, 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 I don't want the chicken. I don't want the chicken either. I don't and like I'm chicken like, in the soup. What? I'm like, I like what? the noodle, the matzo ball, and the broth. That's what I like. Really, the broth is like, it's a fortified broth that is really rich and it's like we I oh never it's like felt, it's medicine yeah I never felt like you you know you're eating this thing and you're like oh I need I need the meat inside um, I don't like so the meat. it wasn't like we were skimping out it was just like you know it's kind of like our pastrami sandwiches right there's just bread meat and maybe some mustard on there like right. you don't need anything on there and so that minimalistic kind of mentality I was in the soup as well but you know, apparently there's folks who don't think like that. Right. No, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Now, do you have Israeli um, items there as well? Like, I know, like, I love chicken schnitzel, yeah. Israeli well, beet salad. Have, yeah, yeah. We, we have some Israeli items, uh, Middle Eastern, I should say, uh, falafel. Okay. We make in-house. Um, we have uh, our Israeli salad, uh, baba ganoush, all these things we, we make in-house. Um Tabuli. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's more for the vegetarians that come in. So you if know, you are a vegetarian, there's still yeah. something for you at oh, Lehman's. certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a party of eight and there's one person in there who's mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't eat meat. And, you know, so we, we cater to that. Uh, it was something my dad introduced to the place. Uh, it's not proper for like a kosher, Ashkenaz, European, Jewish deli. Right. Have these items, but... I can't bring myself to remove them. I mean, they're they're they've become important, you know, for, right. for folks and for you know for us to serve. So, and not just like serving the best, you know, the best pastrami. You are the only kosher deli now in the Bronx, yeah. right? Um, you like to bring awareness for different charities, different um, organizations, and you like to give back to different causes, correct? Yeah, yeah. Whenever we can, we like to. Uh, I've definitely been doing it a little more lately, and I would have to say that a lot of that is your influence. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, just I never really realized the the power of like community until you know we've been participating in you know these restaurant weeks. Um, uh, but we've always done things, you know, for the community, whether it's uh, sponsor Little League teams. Yes. Um, we've donated food for like the 50th precinct uh, functions that go down the hill. Um, we, uh, what else have we done? We, we recently did, oh yeah, Delhi Month, which National Delhi Month actually. That's why I August. noticed because yeah. you partnered with Mosaic. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 picked uh, mosaic as our uh, you know cause. Right. Um, uh, the, those folks have been at the deli, you know, for years, and we've always they've always asked us for donations, and we have, and we haven't at times, depending on our financial situations. But this time, I said, you know. We're going to dedicate this National Deli Month thing, which is something um, that's organized by a gentleman out of Texas, uh, a famous deli there called Kenny and Ziggy's. And he, he said, hey, you know, we want to be part of this 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 uh, this this month that uh, brings, you know, light to deli business. And also you get to choose, you know, where you want your donations. So we had like something like 18 percent of our sales of combination sandwiches went to uh, Mosaic uh, Mental Health, which is a local uh, organization dedicated to uh, mental health awareness. And you They're know. awesome. Yeah. We partner with them on so much. They're so it's, awesome. Yeah, so shout out to Myra. We go. love you, Myra. There you go. So yeah, the, we've <laughs> yes, been doing a lot of stuff like that. And um, like I said, it, it all stems from just seeing that, you know, people pay attention and they, Absolutely. you know, they... The, uh, I saw react. it. I said, that's so yeah. awesome. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, that's so cool. They react to things we do. And it's it's uh, it's cool. It's just awesome. I want to share with you. I don't mm-hmm. think you know this. I never had Lehman's until I was 27 years old. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I had Lehman's. And uh, the first time I had Lehman's, my grandmother passed away. And... Um, you know, it was like so traumatic. It's still traumatic for me. Um, even though it's years later, she died in my arms uh, the day after I showed her my engagement ring. And this is why I did Four Bronx. Like Four Bronx is to keep her legacy alive. But my mother works for Hebrew Home, River Spring. Um, I know they get catering from you. Yeah. They sent catering to our house, like, mm-hmm. you know, for to offer their condolences. And I'm like, what is this like tray? It was like a <laughs> big sandwich tray of like all this stuff and Russian dressing and soup. And I swear, I was like, I took a bite of that pastrami and it like comforted me in my darkest time. So wow. seriously, that was the deep. first time I ever had Liebman's. Well, so you didn't know at the late. time, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. And uh, I used to go to Epstein's on Central okay. right, with my dad. So and you were familiar with delis. You but just it, didn't but have... it wasn't. It's not this. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'm an advocate for Lehman's. The, oh, the food is the best. Um, so it's so amazing that you're opening a new store in Westchester. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's talk about this. Oof. Yeah. So, you know, in true fashion of making my life more difficult and complicated, <laughs> I am, uh, we are, I should say, because this store is a little different. We have a partner. Okay. Um, we are opening our first, uh, second location in the, in the deli's 70 year history. Um, that is so cool. Yeah. Took us a little time there. <laughs> are you going for a retro feel like this, or are you going to do something a little different? No, it's it's basically a carbon copy. I oh. mean, the food is like copy and paste. Okay, um, and you're going to go for the old school. So the look of the place is um, similar, like color and, and and those sort of things. But you know, definitely a little bit modern, but but it it has um, a retro feel for sure. Uh, like subway tiles and um, just really cool, like a great. I mean, my my partner is a contractor and uh, a, a real estate guy, and he's he's doing the build out, and it's just uh, it's going to be gorgeous. I mean, 
like it's going to be hard to come back to the Riverdale location and be like, <laughs> damn, man, I don't really need to renovate this place. But uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have uh, the same setup, right? We got seats, seating, delivery, takeout. And what town is this going to be in? In Ardsley. Ardsley. Yeah. And when are you here. expecting to open? That's a good question. Well, you know. Uh, hopefully in December, I'd say. Oh, coming up. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that are out of our control, so. But in the next few months, we'll say. For sure. For sure. Awesome. We've been building it out for. We're just going to have to drive up something. to Arsley now, Angie. Yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> um, not that far at all. It's like so. 20 minutes. Yeah, not even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That right. is so amazing. Yeah. We're excited about it, for sure. That's so cool. That's so, so cool. Um, now, I want to ask you, what is your favorite food besides... What you do? Deli? Yeah. Um, Wow, there's a lot. So, um, uh, you know, so being that I'm a bread baker, I would say like an awesome bakery is is always something that I uh, love to to enjoy. well, like but if your my wife favorite party. actual food, uh-huh. oof, that's tough. If your wife, like, like let's go to eat. I want to go out to dinner. Where are you going? Or what kind of food? Mexican sushi. Mm, I think I, I think it's probably Middle Eastern. Okay. Uh, Mediterranean food. Mediterranean you know, in food. general, like my favorite, which that encompasses a lot of different cuisines. Any good place that you could shout out? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Whew, that's a tough one. Um, you're like, I just make everything from scratch by myself. I don't, go, <laughs> I don't, don't go have out to go out. <laughs> um, so, for instance, I'll go to uh, like a Turkish pide place. Um, Turkish, pide is, is basically pizza, I believe, in mm. Turkish. And that's in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Um, it's called, uh, wow, why can't I think of the name? Well, you can Kral, think of, yeah, I got it. Kral, yeah. Kral Pide. K-R-A-L uh-huh. Pide, which is P-I-D-E. And that's a, like an awesome spot. And you approve of this. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. It's very off the beaten path. It's okay. In, it's in Patterson. It's like this, you know, Middle Eastern, Arabic neighborhood. Um, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I like to go, you know, these far-reaching places to find the most authentic stuff. So. And everybody wants something a little bit different from what they... Like, if you brought oh, your yeah. wife home a pastrami sandwich, what would she say to you? Oh, she'd love it. Oh, would she? Yeah, she's not tired yeah, yeah. of it? She actually gets mad that I don't bring it home more really? often. Yeah, 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 she does. I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes when I'm ready to leave, I don't want to, like, put an order together. You're and, just tired, like, yeah. Yeah, I just want to get out of there. I mean, look, it's a tough question to answer, though, as far as favorite foods. I appreciate so many different cuisines um it's like it doesn't matter like i'll go i'll have to go to like a meeting or anything wherever and for me it's like oh it's near this kebab place or it's near this pizzeria that i really yeah. everything is food everything's for me. food <laughs> and you're not overweight at all uh, uh, you, you have know, just good metabolism right, right? Uh, it's, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. <laughs> Some of us, we eat a cracker and we uh, get you nah, know, That's me. I mean, I don't eat, like volume-wise, I don't eat that much. So I'm, I'm kind of upset that, you know, I am where I am in terms of my, uh, my weight. <laughs> but uh, that's a whole other discussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what what uh, other Riverdale businesses would you like to shout out? Like any neighbors or? Sure. Uh, where do you go here. to get different things? In Riverdale? Yeah. Um, well, I was just at Tiny's okay. right before this. Um, you know, uh, you know, the Riverdale staples are always, you know, there's there's the Bagel Corner, which everyone loves. Um, 
Oh, growing up in Riverdale, I guess I used to, there was um, Empire Hunan on the corner. Unfortunately, they're gone. Oh, where, um, uh, Hunan Balcony? No, they used to be where, where Starbucks is. Oh, okay. Um, let me see here in Riverdale. It's, uh, it's pizza, I guess down the hill, Kingsbridge Socials. Really I love awesome. that. Um, Have you had their eggplant stack? I haven't. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I've just had a couple of their pizzas, and it's it's really good. Uh, I like the Dominican food down the hill. I like Economico. Uh, Economico is the best. Yeah, that's like a high school staple. Yeah. Tibbet Diner. That's another like my, institution here. Yeah, it's all coming to me now. When you put me on the spot, I was like, wow, I'm not remembering anything. But then I'm like, wait a second. I, I, I lived here all right, like my cool. whole life. pretty cool. Now, yeah. what's one thing you like about Riverdale, mm-hmm. and what's one thing that you think can change? What do I like about Riverdale? Wow. Um, I mean, there's a, there's definitely like, it feels like a neighborhood, you know? Uh, it's not just like a transient place where people like, you know, where there isn't like a connection here. I mean, right. there's people who lived here their whole lives. There's people who want to make a difference here. There's people who, you know, frequent the businesses here and support, you know, uh, pretty unconditionally. You know, there's a lot of that. Um, but I love, you know, the proximity to Manhattan is great. There's, there's just a lot to love here. It's quiet, you know, at times. Um, what I don't like about Riverdale, that's a tough one. I mean... I guess it's becoming a little dense. It's becoming, um, you know, difficult to navigate. Whether it's parking, traffic, uh, prices of, you know, living expenses, but that's anywhere really. Right. Um, uh, it, you know, it's it's losing a bit of its charm also, um, just because, um, you know, it's it's increasingly difficult for businesses to survive, and so. Um, you know, you don't have like that, the butcher on the corner, or you don't have the butcher, the baker, the candlestick yeah, maker. There's no bakery around. There's, you know, but that's like, you know, once again, that's kind of like, that's kind of like the whole city is like that in a way, you know, it's not just Riverdale, but, but yeah, I think, you know, I've seen it happen here, so that's pretty sad. I think we need a good bakery around here, right? Yeah. I mean, Mother's is no longer, um, well, it used to be Heisler's, but I guess Palumba didn't survive. Right. Um, That's where Artisan is now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see all the coffee shops come up, though. That, that's that's nice. I, I like that. There is a bakery up in North Riverdale, um, EJ's. They have very good stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what? I haven't been in there. You got to go they, there. They uh, post a lot on Riverdale. Great. Yeah. They have very good stuff there. Eagles. But like, I would love like an Italian... You know what I mean? Like bakery, like cannoli. You think so? Here, I mean, there really isn't. You know, like uh, Napoleons and like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. I, I go to Little Italy. Well, like a, well there's Groon and Bombs Bakery, right? In North Groom Bo- yeah, Groom Bombs. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're up there. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. They try, so. I guess. <laughs> I think you should open a bakery. Uh, I'll work what? the counter there's there for ta- you. My partner and I are talking about that, but. You know, it's tough. How much tough. can you do, you know? It's well, like- it's not just that. Bakeries, in order for really a bakery to survive, uh, in particular a bread mm-hmm. sort of focused bakery, is you need wholesale, you know? Right. And that's a lot to to manage, you know? That's a whole other it's thing. It's a whole operation that 
I don't think I'm ready for. Yeah. I want to speak to you. There is a waiter in Liebman's. What's mm-hmm. his? He's been there forever. What's his name? Hussein. Hussein. So yeah. he's been there. Wait, mm-hmm. how many years? Wow, I would say, oof, at least thirty. Thirty. Yeah, man, about thirty. Wow. Um, that's a true testament to you guys because when someone sticks around that long, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right an interesting and- guy. I mean, he's. Uh, He's originally from Turkey, but he's a Kurdish, mm-hmm. Turkish man. So he, um, you know, he has his own culture that he is from within Turkey. And uh, but yeah, he's been here living in the Bronx a long time now. Been our waiter a long time. And there was a little moment there where he didn't work for us. Um, and uh, but he's been back, you know, for a while now. How old is he? Um, I guess he's probably in his mid 60s, I'd say. So he's like a little bit of like an uncle figure, right? Sure, certainly. I mean, there's a lot of that in Liebman's. Um, I just actually posted about a gentleman who passed away eight years ago who worked at Liebman's for 10 years, who was like like a father figure to me. Um, name was Art. And uh, yeah, he was in Liebman's for, for 10 years, uh, manager there. And so... You know, some of these older folks who work at the store, some of which are from my father's era and some not, you know, you spend so much time together. Right. You know, they, you know their, their influence is, is there. And that's one thing I also admire about you because um, it's not just you. It's like you understand that it's a team of people that have brought you to where you are today. Oh, yeah. Liebman's. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice. It's really nice to see employees getting acknowledged because there's other times, places where they're not. So I yeah. really, I really, um, yeah, I mean, you look at that. the site. It's on, the, they have pictures of Hussein's on the site. Is he? Um, I have to go see him. Our old chef Marcelo is there. And so, um, we are nothing without our staff. You That's know? awesome. So I can't do it myself. Right. So, you know, we take pride in, in being good to the people who care about the business. And the guys you have behind the line when you walk in, they're all great. You know, yeah. I don't know what's the guy's name at the hot dog station when I go in there. There's a few. He's I mean, so great. Know. He's just, he's so great. Um, yeah, my guys are awesome. So And girls. So um, just one more time for us. Where can we find out about Liebman's? Where are you located? Your website? All that spiel. Yeah, so we are in the Riverdale section of the Bronx, 235th Street, right next to Key Food between Johnson Avenue and Oxford Avenue. Okay. Our website's LiebmansDeli.com. All our information's on there. It's a, it's a great site. You could learn about us and see everything that we do there and um yeah come visit us we'd love to have you and i think i got another juicy question for you before we go i can't let you off the spot that easily the parking in the in the key food parking lot can we park our car there to go to leaveman's yeah what is this whole towing drama you know so much misinformation about that wow I mean, I but that parking lot is designated for Liebman's customers. It's dedicated for any business, business that's part of that block. Because that the landlord owns that entire block, right? The parking lot, Key Food. It's, it's not Key Food's parking lot. Right. <laughs> you know, Vinny from Key Food does not run the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, there's so much misinformation. It's crazy. Um, Are it's people a getting towed? It's a landlord who looks out for his tenants. He wants people who are parking there to patron the stores that pay the rent. Exactly. And while 
you know, uh, we don't always agree with how whoever they're allocating to do the the towing handles their business. Um, the intention is good, but um, you know, it's it's not it's not directly managed by any of the tenants. You know, we ha- have. Have you had a customer get towed from that lot uh, while they were eating? We. I, I don't think we've had a customer get towed from our lot who followed the rules. Okay. I think what's going on is some people don't always follow the rules, and then they're they're not telling you the entire story. Um, and if there are people who did follow the rules and they got towed, then then that sucks. And of course, I'd side with you. Um, but ultimately, we don't manage the parking lot. We pay rent to a landlord who manages his property. And, and, you know, we don't always have a say in how they go about doing that. You know, we can advise them, we can complain, we can, you know, right. relay messages that people have, but ultimately it's not our call. I don't, I don't own the property. Um, I wish I did. That's I great. think you should get like 10 <laughs> hot dog magnetic bumper stickers and just have people slap it on their car while they're eating there. Yeah, we are eating at Liebman's. <laughs> We're eating at We're Liebman's. Don't touch our car. You know, but, uh, yeah, that, that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Yuval DeKal, for coming and joining us. And until next time, community. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.